name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. What's your job, Marlo? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And all forms the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're talking about Thursday Night Must See TV on NBC. Oh, do they still do that? I don't know. Do, do, do. It's been a while I, since I've watched uh, regular, regular TV. TV. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> I'm even recording my, my, my Christmas shows, so I don't have to watch them with commercials later. <laughs> Rudolph is on. Oh, that's cool. No, Musty TV. That was that was a fantastic time period. That's like what early '80s that ran into the '90s. Well, I think the the actual slogan Musty TV was like pretty much all of the '80s. Right. Um, but if you, if you think back up until maybe oof, 2005 or six, mm-hmm. NBC ruled Thursday night with comedy shows. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the '80s shows. We're going to focus on the '80s shows, but you got to remember in the '90s they had Friends. Uh, Frasier. Oh, sure. Uh, a couple other great shows during them, but oh, Seinfeld, obviously. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, we're going to focus starting in the 80s, must see TV. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows. Um, we each picked, what, four, I believe? Just about. And we're going to discuss. Now, I know one or two of yours are from like right on the cusp of must see TV. Right on the cusp. Right on the correct. cusp. Yeah. Right. Because I don't know if, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. But go ahead. Okay. All right, but do you remember sitting in front of the TV on Thursday nights? Thursday nights, it, it almost seemed like there was only one channel to watch. Right. And Wasn't that, NBC it. like like the end-all, be-all back in the day? T- to me, it did. Because you know, I remember there that there was that show called... Oh, yes. Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah, and I always rooted for NBC for some reason. Yes, I don't know. I, I oh. loved NBC. Like, I, like, for me, I could tell... Like, I, I could walk into a room and not know what channel was on the TV... But, like, I always felt like I could tell what channel it was. It was ABC, NBC, or CBS. Like, each channel had their own kind of distinctive, I don't know, way of broadcasting. It's kind of like when I would know the difference between an NFC or AFC game on, on football. Like, they just looked different to me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember watching a lot of stuff outside of NBC growing up. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, you know, even talk shows, you know, NBC ruled the evening as well. With, with Johnny Carson at the time, so it, it was definitely the channel. CBS sounded too um, formal for me. Yeah, CBS was well for a long time. It was known as like the older people's network. Yeah, oh, wasn't that sixty minutes also? Right, sixty minutes on Sundays. And ABC was ABC. Where everyone was would come up with a hit. I think Bionic Man was an ABC show. Oh, I, Angels, I have right? no idea. Yeah. I remember they had Love Boat and Fans Island, which I liked, but anyway. <laughs> That's right. That was NB, uh, ABC. Right. So we're talking about, you know what's funny, though, is I didn't realize, like, I thought Channel 4, like, everybody's NBC was Channel 4. Did you think oh, that? Oh, well, I don't know. No, I thought the same exact thing. I, like, I had no idea what regions were. And it went, like, because I had a brother that lived in Tom's River, and when we go see him, his, I think his, well, because he had the Philly stations, I believe, his NBC was 10. I'm like, what? What's oh. going on here? Because you, you wouldn't say put on NBC, say put on Channel 4. 
<laughs> it was you very know, confusing. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't say you wouldn't say oh, uh, sixty minutes is on CBS. You say sixty minutes is on Channel Two. Well, the fun, it's yeah. funny you say that. You know, when I used to visit my relatives in California, and their you know stations were all messed up, I just insisted you know my stations were correct, and theirs were like wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because we're the New York metro area. New York ruled. <laughs> it still does. I hear you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get started with our shoes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like Jonathan said, this one is on the cusp of uh, must-see TV. This is early 80s and even late 90s. It's Buck Rogers in the 25th century, which uh, started back in 1979 to 1981. And it just ran for two seasons. But I think it hit home to me because... I think everyone was riding the wave of Star Wars, and um, I want to say maybe Battlestar Galactica came out around that time period too. So, you know, trying to embrace that because you know when back in the day when you watched Star Wars, other than that movie, you couldn't get that sci-fi fix anymore. You know, right. it wasn't like being rerun on television. You couldn't get a DVD to watch it. So you're just stuck with whatever, whatever they had on TV. And uh, it had a really cool cast. Um, Gil Gerard, who uh, recently started doing some comic cons. And, and I saw him at the at the local one here in town. And the guy looks good. Really good. Oh, good. Uh-huh. And I saw Erin Gray. This is a couple years back at the, um, I think it was LA Wizard Con. She looks fantastic. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. They had... Like this thing for brunette hot side uh, sidekicks okay. in these early shows. Yeah, you know, um, she was probably one of the more attractive ones, and just super super hot. Ufa, w- Wilma Deering. Wilma Deering, yeah, yeah. she was also she was a Colonel, right? Colonel Deering, yeah, Colonel Deering, yeah. and she was also on. Remember that show, Silver Spoons. Loved silver spoons. Silver spoons, yeah. Oh, yeah. So great. <laughs> and then they had like the little robot Twiggy, and the show kind of evolved. And I mean, it, it's interesting. You watch a show back then, back in like the late seventies, early eighties. I mean, the outfits were like unreal. I mean, they're practically like wearing bikinis and stuff. And you know, yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like eight years old at the time, and like, oh, you know, my mom is walking in. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I never went through that period as a child of like, ew, girls are icky. Like, I never went through. That. <laughs> I was like, she's pretty. Yeah, oh, yeah, kind of like that. But uh, well, you're you're right. I think with, with Star Wars, what happened was Battlestar Galactica came out. I think like right after Star Wars because uh, they wanted to capitalize on on that. And what made Battlestar as a sci-fi show different from like Lost in Space and Star Trek was because of Star Wars, the advancement in the special effects. Right. Um, now, Buck Rogers and, and Battlestar Galactica, in order to save money, they reused a lot of shots. Like, you'll see the same ship exploding and, you know, and things like that. They even use the same uh, parts, too. Oh, yeah, probably. Same props uh, but and this, all that stuff. I mean, for what, what we, you know, for our age, that was like, it was still fantastic and wonderful. Um, and uh, Battlestar ended... They did a thing in 1980 called Battlestar 1980 where they made it to Earth. I oh, yeah, remember I remember that. that one. Yeah, it was very good. But, um, you know, so they canceled it and then Buck Rogers came on the next year, 81, you said, right? Yeah. So 79, 81. Do you remember, because there's only two seasons, do you remember how different the two seasons were? Do you remember the second season was, and I loved Buck Rogers, I loved Battlestar, but uh, do you remember the second season was. They were on like a huge ship, and they they were like on a mission. But they had the guy that was like a falcon. Yeah, I it was like Hawk. 
I think it's yeah, Alex. I think it's yeah, Hawk. Okay. His name is Hawk, but he's like a Falcon. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think his name was Hawk. Yeah. And I love the second season so much more than the first season. Um, because the first season to me was like, oh, Buck Rogers. Well, first of all, Wilma was yelling at him every episode. Like, Buck, you can't do that. You can't. <laughs> and then, um, you know, he, he would get into hijinks and then Tweaky would help him out. And Sure. It was blew my mind. When, you know, it blew my mind when I realized that round thing on Tweaky's chest was like a separate entity. <laughs> like oh. He was a doctor, right? Remember? Yeah, Doctor Theopolis. Yeah, and do you know who voiced Tweaky? Uh, yeah, Mel Blanc. Yeah, Mel Blanc. Of, oh, uh, that guy does everything. Yeah. No, and he used to go but but but. Uh, he go beady beady beady, right? Was that it? Yeah, beady beady beady. Tweaky. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that second season a whole lot more. Yeah, but I mean, it, like I said, cool. it, it played off like um, it was very theatrical. Uh, so it was fun. Like I said, I think this this is like in the early phases of must see TV, and I I would say for that time for must see TV, like you said earlier, it was more. Uh, I think what made it really popular was just like back, uh, you know, back to back comedies, and Buck Rogers was just different. So I think it probably Buck Rogers kind of excelled more when it came off Thursday evenings mm-hmm. uh, until like the other show started to uh, take its form. So, yeah, right. Buck Rogers. Very good. I, good choice. Thank you. And, and, and it really does usher in. So what we're talking about, so Buck Rogers go off the, goes off the air in 82 and um, must see TV kind of unofficially starts in 1982 because they have an hour block of fame oh, yeah. um, from the movie. But I guess I guess this would be the first. Yeah, this has to be the first show of Must See TV. Cheers, cheers from here. Boom. And um, all right, so later in the about the mid eighties, um, gentlemen. Well, I'm not gonna say that now, but uh, Bill Cosby got a show. It was just basically called the Cosby Show. Premiered in 1984, and went, I think, up to 1992. So, if you don't think about why Cosby's in the news recently and you just think back to the 80s that was probably one of the funniest shows I had seen up to that point and a lot of it again if you don't think about the cause what he's done um, a lot of it holds up today a lot of his jokes a lot of his um, just the situations and what I liked about that show was I one of the episodes that sticks out is when Theo is Theo's his only son, and he's um, he's complaining about something, or he wants, I don't know. Well, there's two episodes. There's one where his sister makes a shirt for him, a Gordon Gutrell, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know why I remember the name. Um, there's that one, which is really good. And then there's the one where he's he gives this, impact, like, I think he got punished or something for doing something, and he gives his, his father goes upstairs, you know, to talk to him about, you know, why'd you do what you did? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And he gives this big, long right. speech, you know, which... <laughs> Up to that point in sitcoms, you would get that, and like everybody claps, and you know you hear people go, "Oh, right," and then you're, you know the parents supposed to go, "I'm glad you learned your lesson," or something like that, right? right. And this is and Cosby basically says, "Have you lost your mind?" <laughs> and just starts ripping into him. You're a doctor, and mom's a lawyer, and you're both successful in everything, and that's great. But maybe I was born to be a regular person and have a regular life. If you weren't a doctor, I wouldn't love you less. Because you're my dad. And so, instead of acting disappointed, because I'm not like you, 
Maybe you can just accept who I am and love me anyway. Because I'm your son. Theo? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. No wonder you get D's and everything. Now, you are afraid to try because you're afraid that your brain is going to explode and it's going to ooze out of your ears. Now, I'm telling you, you are going to try as hard as you can. And you're going to do it because I said so. I am your father. I brought you in this world and I'll take you out. And he ends it with... I brought you, I'm your father. I brought you into this world. I could take you out. That's the first time I ever heard that. I thought that was the most brilliant line I've ever heard <laughs> up to that point in my life. And uh, it was just, it was just consistently funny, consistently funny. Um, it, it, I mean, it's a shame what he did and how he treated people and, you know, he's paying for it, you know, he's going to jail. But that show, if, if, if he didn't get into this, if he didn't do the things he did and he got caught, this that show would go down as one of the best shows, probably best top twenty shows of all time. Oh no, no question. I mean, Ka- the cause was at an all time high, and the show was it was unique in a sense that um, it was kind of like, I guess that time period's Brady Bunch, that that kind of family. It, it always ended with a lesson, and here you are with a family. You know, it. You know, th- he was. Uh, I think he was a physician, right? And his right. wife. He was, uh, uh, a gynecologist? No, he delivered babies. What's that obstetrician? Whatever. He delivered babies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. And his wife was a lawyer. Right. And they're a very successful, you know, African American family on TV. And uh, it was just, it was just a genius show. And everything was. It's funny. You'd see Bill Cosby, and he's just playing Bill Cosby, but as a right, as a right. doctor. I mean, you know what I liked about the show a lot is that, you know. Um, he was able to introduce the show introduced African-American culture to, you know, whatever, everybody watching the show, but they did it in a not heavy handed way. Like this is just, we're a family that loves jazz. We're a family that, you know, has roots in Africa and we have, you know, we talk about that. I, I never felt preached to or that was heavy handed. And, and frankly to me, it didn't, I mean, I personally didn't care what kind of uh, family they were, but mm-hmm. it was just a funny Show and it was and, and this it was successful because I think I don't I don't know if he did this purposefully but he showed people that it doesn't matter what color you are you know you all kind of relate to the same problems the same issues right that that you have as parents that kids are having you know the things like that um, and it was it was just funny I mean and and you know what's really amazing none of those kids as child stars got into any of those problems or issues that a lot of those child stars did you know if you look at the 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 kids from different strokes versus the kids from the cosby show yikes i mean it's 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 a it's a totally different thing and i i would like to think that the way that show was ran the people that ran it helped instill those kids with some values and of course their parents obviously i mean i think the worst thing that happened was lisa bonet appeared in an r-rated movie yeah (laughs) like that was like a scandal that she got naked in the movie. Um, it was probably different, a different time period too. When you think about like kid actors ba- back in the day, like with different strokes. 
I don't think back then they understood the repercussions of success and fame at that age. Right. Versus the cause, you know, taking care of his family, taking care of his kids and understanding, you know, what fame could do to them. Yeah. And well, and that's the thing. And they're they're all contemporaries because Different Strokes was on while the Cosby Show was on and um, the Corys were big while the Cosby Show was on. And um, look what happened to them. You know, River Phoenix you know, died in what, 92, I believe. Yeah. He was a, he was a child actor. Um, so they were able to avoid all of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, the Cosby Show was it anchored must see TV for all the years it was on. It's the only I think it's the only show we're going to talk about. That spent their whole. Oh, no, Cheers was a Thursday night show too. So Cheers never moved. The Cosby Show never moved. Um, we're going to talk about Family Ties. They moved. Um, we're going to talk about the other shows. They they spent some time on a different day. But yeah, Cosby and Cheers were the ones that the state on Must TV. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. a great show. Do you remember the spinoff? Uh, uh, no, I. Oh no, maybe I. Mm, not off the top of my head. All right, when when um, Lisa Bonet's character went to college, his father. Oh, that's yeah. right, a different world. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, a, uh, I was trying young, to forget that. Thanks, man. And a young Marissa Tomei was <laughs> in the second season. Was in the first season. Oh, was she really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Different world was funny after actually after because they brought Lisa Bonet back to the Cosby Show. Yeah. Uh, after she left a different world, she was on it for one or two years. I think that show got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was her fault. I'm just saying. They were able to focus on other characters, so got that. Yeah, but they pulled that card where um, the the elder sister came back, and doesn't she, didn't she have like a daughter? And then all of a sudden, they have like a new Rudy on the show because they have like a younger kid. Yeah, she had like a stepdaughter or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. that that's yeah, like the, the older daughter comes. You never heard of her in the first season. <laughs> or two. That's like cousin Oliver in the Brady Bunch. Uh, Come on. Yeah, what was it? Raven Simone. Yeah, she's yeah. the new. She's the new Rudy. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't buy I, it. I, I just love that, that all the cars wanted to do was eat a sandwich, eat a big hoagie sandwich. Totally ever wanted that in life. <laughs> yeah, it's the simple things. All right, yeah, no, that's a great one. Uh, yeah, Jonathan mentioned it. Cheers. That, holy smokes, this was a great show. It ran for, you know, gosh, over a decade, 82 to 93. Uh, lots of episodes. It's one of those shows where. You know, everyone had their own personality on the show, and I always thought of this show in two pieces. You know, there was the Diane Chambers uh, run, and then you got the Rebecca Howe run. I always, you know, think of those two parts, and and then uh, Coach died uh, someplace in the middle. Um, but you know, we got Woody Harrelson later on, who's become a, like a huge actor today and stuff. And Ted Danson, he's he's still a funny guy. I think what's the show he does now? Good Place. I it's a think. good place, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cheers ran for several seasons, and it's one of those shows where I think everyone at school, I guess it's kind of like The Walking Dead today. Everyone at school all knew what was on. You know, we always talked about that episode the, the next day, and uh, it was a fun show. It was, it was a show that you can relate to in a sense of, like, there was that one guy that, that's kind of the know-it-all. And 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 I think, for me, it, it grew legs more on, you know, it was, like, on reruns, so you would watch it every day. It's, it's like how The Office is for me now. Like, I'll watch The Office every day like it's religion to me and and cheers was like that you know when i was a kid it was that show that was always on and even though it was on all the time you knew the stories is one of those shows you just kind of watched over and over and over again oh yeah it was consistently funny it 
it was, you know, they always tell the story about after year one, it was ranked in like the bottom five of the top 100 or mm-hmm. something like that. You're right. And, you know, they still renewed it and it got its legs and it never looked back. And the thing about Cheers was after 11 years, it was still funny. Like I punched out of friends maybe year eight. You know, it was on 10 years. I, I, I don't know that I watch shows to the end anymore, but Cheers was consistently fun. Do you remember how big a deal the last episode was? Oh, it was huge. Oh, my God. I remember they were comparing it to, like, the last episode of MASH. Right. Which, uh, like, I, I mean, I watched MASH more on reruns, not, like, when it was totally live. But I remember, like, that last episode was a big deal. And I remember when Cheers let that last episode... Because towards the end, it was kind of dying out, you know, like Woody was getting married and he was, going, you know, gone with his career. And he made, did he run for mayor or council or something like that? Did he? I think, yeah, I think he has some kind of political position because he married a really rich, rich girl. And- right. Oh, maybe he did. I don't, I don't remember yeah. that. I just remember the last episode was like so sad <laughs> because it ends with just like an empty bar. Well, yeah, it ends with how it begins with him locking up and... Right, walking to the back, and yeah, you didn't see. Yeah, you didn't really see uh, Sam grow that much. That much as a person. No. Um, you didn't see a lot of them. Didn't really grow as people. I mean, Norm was still Norm, still sitting at the bar, and Cliff was still Cliff, and um, it, it was just great characters, well written characters, and they. You know what I remember about the the finale was they did a live after show from the cheer, the actual Cheers bar in. Boston mm-hmm. and they had like most of the cast on it, but they were, you know, they were sitting at that bar watching the show and all that stuff up until the, the live show started. And some of them were so drunk. It was so funny. But you know, I think they got lucky though, that Shelley long, cause I think she left due to like, uh, to do movies, to do movies. And I, I think that was good for them in a sense that, um, remember that show moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard, Yes. Like there is a lot of that sexual tension between the two. And the moment that they they hit it off, I thought the show lost that that something. And I, and I think the same thing happened with Cheers because, you know, Diane would always elude uh, Sam and then then they hooked up. And I think that's like one of those things that you, you just shouldn't do. And since she left and got Chrissy Alley, like I said, it, I felt like it, it got its second wind again. Even though there was, they were all good shows, but you know, when you have the, the two main characters mesh together, that that intrigue and, and that that tension, it, it just disappears. Then, then you're just waiting for them to, to mess up. Well, I think what they did after the Sam, because you know, the will they won't they, and that's that's the classic thing is like when they eventually do get together, it sometimes ruins the shows. Yeah, when it's based on will they won't won't they. But after, because you invest so much in the will they won't, won't they? You know, you want them to get together, and when they finally get together, they still focus on it's a relationship, and you know, relationships in regards to TV can be boring. You know, <laughs> yeah. so what what her leaving and Christy Alley coming, I think, did was it forced the writers to focus on the other characters. You know, you got to know um, Carla more. You got to know, you know. Uh, Norman Cliff, you know, kind of came forward from the background. Mm-hmm. You know, Frazier, you know, he was, if you look at the early episodes of Frazier after he gets dumped by Diane, yeah. he, you know, he, he'd be there in the bar, but he had maybe one or two lines of show. 
But then later after she leaves, he's, you know, he's getting episodes dedicated to him, you know, um, and, and his and finding uh, Lilith and things like that. So I think it really helped the show in terms of opening the world of Cheers up and, and moving it away so much from uh, Diane Sam. Right. Yeah. OK. But just a classic. I mean, have you watched any shows recently? I think it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? I don't know. Kidding. I might be wrong. But wow. Yeah, it still holds up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's neat. When I, when we were doing prep for the show, I was just thinking, God, there's so many good theme songs <laughs> during that time yeah. period. Cheers is definitely one of them. Yeah, and the intro to Buck Rogers. Yeah, too. Hill Street Blues, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I'll, cool. I'll listen to Hill Street Blues theme, and I'll be like, wow, that's a cool show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, uh, my next one, I'm going to do Night Court. Dude. Night Court was funny. And the thing about Night Court is... It was always the 9.30 show, and I don't know that it ever got the love that the other shows got, but I thought it was just as funny. And <laughs> I always thought that I, was a spinoff from Cheers also with Harry. Well, yeah, well, I don't know, because, I mean, Harry was a grifter in Cheers, and <laughs> he yeah, was a judge. Yeah. But I, I also thought that's kind of like where they got his, his, his like, big break, because he always oh, yeah, came on the show being like so that, that hooligan. Well, I think that's one of the best episodes of Cheers where he helps, you know, he plays a a, a con man and he helps coach the the card game. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the best episodes of Cheers. But yeah, so Harry Anderson started as uh, Judge Harry something. I don't know, what was his last name? Stone? Stone. Harry Stone, yeah. And um, he had, uh, who else? Marky Post, who came, who was the female, I, I think she was the DA, right? I think so. And um, she was like the second one because they did, they went through some cast changes with the bailiffs, right? And then Bull, you know, Richard Mole was Bull. <laughs> that guy was and, like twelve um, feet tall. Yeah, and and the fantastic John Larroquette. Oh, who yeah. I didn't. The thing about him was when I was growing up and watching the show, I didn't like his character. But oh, he was a yeah. Well, he was like yeah. A you were, you were not supposed to like him, yeah. right? So that kind of. Tells you how good of an actor he was. Yeah, but then you realize the genius of John Larroquette. Yeah, later and on. he's uh, the show is so funny. Yeah, um, and uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Marsha Warfield. That's it. As Roz, and it was only on for six years. It seems longer now, but Night Court was just it was that nine thirty show. It was usually the last day I watched because I didn't watch Hill Street Blues. And after Hill Street Blues went off, it was L.A. Law. And I definitely didn't watch L.A. Law. <laughs> so I was done with my TV, my Thursday night TV by, uh, you know, at, at, at 10 o'clock. So Night Court was always the last thing I would watch. And it was just funny. It was, it was I, th- I think, New York City. And it was like small claims court, I think, right? Yeah. Or not even, I don't know if it was claims, but, you know, he would handle small things like tickets and things like that. Yeah, it was just, just I don't know. I, I, I can't oversee how funny it was. I, mean, I never thought that it got the the recognition it deserved as a, as a funny show. Yeah, because, you know, like even like, uh, well, L.A. Law, like Night Court being that's a comedy show. It's, it's one of those things you wouldn't think would be funny, but but it was funny. You know, the, the theme of a funny like court system it doesn't sound like it's going to work, but but they made it work. I think that's right. the genius behind it. That every day, it's like, you know, whatever was presented to him in the courtroom, that was the joke. And they made something out of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, then and the, the, Harry's just like a lovable judge. Yeah, he really was. And, and the relationship between him and Marky Post's character was really good. Christine, 
I believe her name was. Um, it, it was it was it was a lot of these shows. I I think we'll see the success of a lot of these shows is their casting, is the actors like the right people for the right parts. Right. And um, you know, um, I, I got to go find if Night Court's on anywhere because. That's a really funny show. <laughs> he had that weird obsession with Mel Torme. Yeah. He'd have his, his picture on his desk. Well, he'd wind up. Oh, yeah. Mel, Tem, Mel Torme and, and Magic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That was his two things. And I'm sorry, Charles. I forgot Charles Robson who played Mac. Mac. Oh, Mac. Yes, I remember Mac, him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like the only like he seemed like the, like the only normal person on the show. It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Everyone else is kind of quirky. And I love that the juxtaposition of Bull, how he looked like this big, mean, bald guy, but he was really just very lovable. Just a soft guy, yeah. He was a real softy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's a great show. Oh, yeah, I'd love to watch that one again. I have to find that one someplace. And I had a, like a, the intro was like a bass, wasn't it? It was like, bottom. Yeah. That was my beatboxing. Very good. Good job. <laughs> okay. So my next show is, a, we talked about it before, Different Strokes. This one was, ooh, again, late 70s, 1978 to 85. Um, and it starred, uh, oh, geez, off the top of my head, Gary, Gary Coleman, young Gary Coleman, Conrad Bain, Todd Bridges, Dana Plato, Charlotte Ray, and it had that spinoff, um, Facts of Life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was a really fun show, you know, about these kids growing up in, with a rich family. And, you know, it was basically centered around the, the, the two boys, the two brothers and stuff. Um, and I think it was one of those neat shows where it, it was a comedy, it was popular, and it's one of those comedy shows that would touch upon, like, really serious topics, too. You know, like, uh, I think Willis came home drunk. Um, there was talk about like uh, like rape and Nancy Reagan was on the show and uh, I, I think Mr. T was on the show. Also. Oh yeah, Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T. So yeah, it, it's it's one of those fun popular shows. I mean, like even little Arnold had these little catchphrases like "What you talking about, Willis?" I mean, every kid was saying that stupid line, uh, but. Yeah, another show that kind of grew legs and and evolved too. I, I think they, it went through like three different maids. I think uh, Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, and then there's there was Flo. Wasn't Flo? Flo? Oh. No, that's that's Alice. <laughs> <laughs> a totally different show and different. I could have sworn there was like three. No, there different. was there was there was uh, Mrs. Garrett. There was Pearl. Boy, I could have sworn there was one more. I think there was oh, no, like Adelaide? one season that's Adelaide. really. Do you remember an Adelaide? Boy, I don't remember. Edna Garrett, Adelaide Brubaker, and Pearl Gallagher. Oh, there you go. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I think the show went downhill when uh, when Mr. Drummond, I think I think he found like a girlfriend or something. And then Dato. Oh, yeah, a, Dixie Carter. Dix, Dixie Carter? Yeah. Yeah. Was um was he married her? Mr. Drum married her. Yeah. And they, they went into nineteen eighty five, they went to ABC. So they were on NBC from seventy eight to eighty five. And oddly, in all those years, you know they only spent one night on um I mean not one night, one year on Must TV on Thursday night. Really? Yeah. 
Interesting. That was, yeah, that was the, I'll tell you right now what it was. That was the 81-82 season, which was the middle of its, of when the show was really good. Wow. The 81-82 season, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, but, like you said earlier, all the all the young kids are basic tragedies at this point. I think Todd Bridges is the only one still around. Yeah, if you don't count um, the little kid that came toward the end, Danny Cooksey. Yeah, let's not talk yeah. about him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was weird, though, because they did, and, you know, I want to do a show on very special episodes, um, but they have one of the most memorable for different reasons very special episodes when dudley was uh, molested oh that's right yeah by the bike shop owner dudley yeah yeah, yeah that was that was pretty deep you know very, it was yeah, a very answer. touchy subject and i think i think there was sure they've done the a lot of the most of uh not very special episodes because they did one on you know you said nancy reagan which was about not doing drugs mm-hmm. just say no Right. Uh, I think you mentioned the um, alcohol one. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of a. Uh, do you things. remember Arnold's bully? The Gooch. The Gooch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they, they talked about the, this bully, but you never saw who he was. Yeah, that's because, you know what? I think I got to a point where they built him up so much that, you know, who could you cast to be the Gooch? <laughs> it would have been great if it was if it was like Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he was on the show too, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he made an appearance. Yeah, yeah, but different strokes is funny. Hey, yeah. yeah, super funny, super funny. Very good episode. Okay. Uh, very good show. <laughs> All right, what else? All right, uh, my next one shall be. I'll save that for last. Wings, loved wings, wings, loved, loved, loved wings, and wings was one of the ones toward the. The back end of must see TV, uh, like the late eighties, right? And Wings was was one of those shows that you'd be like, "Is this show still on the air?" <laughs> and it was always like funny. I think it premiered in nineteen ninety. But anyway, Wings was about two brothers that owned a small, uh, like almost commuter uh, airplane service out of eh, somewhere in New England. I think was it Rhode Island? Was it Rhode Island? Uh, the Hackett Brothers, Joe and Brian. Um, it was on for eight seasons. Wow! This, really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like you were like, this show is still on. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety seven. Wow. <laughs> that is, that is long. Uh, this is who's on: it. Tim Daly, Stephen Weber, Crystal Bernard, who I thought was beautiful. Thomas Hayden Church, who played Sandman in Spider Man Three. David Schramm uh, and Tony Shalhoub of probably the most and Amy Yazbeck who's actually married to John Ritter Amy Yazbeck. Uh, Tony Shalhoub probably out of all these guys is probably the biggest name because he did Monk mm-hmm. and you'll see you'll see him on TV all the time different shows uh, but Tim Daly uh, future Superman voice of Superman and Steven Weber who I actually met in an elevator no oh, no kidding yeah I met in an elevator and I walked into the elevator. He was kind of standing in the corner. He was going in the elevator. And I looked at him and I noticed him. I'm like, oh. And, I, and then my brother goes, oh, that's Stephen Weber. And he goes, he looks at me, excuse me? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just recognized you. I said, you're Stephen Weber. He goes, yes, I am. I go, I love Wings. I mean, I, like, I really, really enjoy playing. He goes, well, thank you. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that was it. And then the elevator doors opened. <laughs> <laughs> Good story. 
Yeah. Yeah, but Wings is great because it was about the uh, the airplane service and uh, you know, like Tim, uh, not Tim, Joe Hackett was the responsible brother, and Brian, by, played by Stephen Weber, was the uh, you know the ladies' man. You know, no responsibility. Like I'll I'll party all night and then go fly a plane the next day and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and uh, it was just it was funny. It was consistently funny. And if you notice, a lot of these shows centered around workplace things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm still in high school. I'm still in college when these shows are on. And when I get to work, I'm like, oh, I guess we're going to be friends. We're going to hang out. No, nah, it doesn't really happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> some some places I did, but not as much as these people did. Right. Like their whole lives revolved around work. Now I'm just like, I, I just want to leave work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I yeah, can't believe we, it was on for that long. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's one of those shows you come and it was one of those shows where every year you're like, is it gonna get renewed? Is it gonna get renewed? Um, because it wasn't pulling in numbers like Cheers or Cosby, but it, it again it was consistently funny. And it survived a lot of if you look on Wikipedia with the different schedules of Musty TV, mm-hmm. for some reason that nine thirty slot was hard to fill. Um, I guess the most successful of them all was probably um, Night Court and Wings, right? Um, but you got to remember, Wings was this. This this is the lineup Wings was a part of: Man About You, Seinfeld, and Frasier. Wow, and I mean that's insane. Mm-hmm. When you think about how how good. Um, and then the year after that was Friends: Man About You, Friends, uh, Seinfeld, and Wings. No I kidding. Mean, that's, that's a great Monday, uh, Thursday night. Right. It's amazing yeah. we got our homework done. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be assuming we did. <laughs> and then in 94, ER, well, I was out of college in 94, but ER came out and I loved ER for, for the first few years. Huge. Yep. That was huge. Wings, that was a good one. But, you know, that's a show I don't, I, I like, I think I wanted to like. I don't know what happened in my lifetime where I didn't really follow it as much, I'm thinking. Well, well, if you look at the times, it was from 90 to 97. Yeah. So I don't even really remember watching Wigs that much on Thursday oh, nights. Oh, yeah, we I were in it, college. That's why I wasn't yeah. watching that show. Yeah, Thursday night was go out. Actually, Thursday night was the Melrose place. Uh, we <laughs> yeah, I don't Melrose watch Before either. we went out. Well, that was awesome. But, like, Wigs is a show Wait, I caught Wait, say it again? You used to watch Melrose place before you would go out? Yeah, Beverly Hills and Melrose were on Thursday nights, so and then we go out Thursday night afterwards. Yeah. Okay, dude, college—you you didn't go out till like eleven o'clock at night at college. All right. Well, most of us did. And then you know, after college, you were well, you were still in college, and I was working, <laughs> and I was working for a living. Boom! All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I remember watching Night Court on reruns. Yeah. Right. In the daytime. Why was I watching it? I think I was recording it. It was good. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I mean, like, why was I... I'm trying to think, did I, did I have a job? Why was I all watching Wigs? I think I would record it and watch it when I came home from work. Yeah, maybe so. I like tell you, you know, even, you know, I was trying to get some music for this episode, and and I really didn't remember the the, the, the theme for Wings. I was awful. smokes, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, is like, it? wow, this is probably one of the best intros I never knew. For Wigs? Yeah. Listen to it. Listen to the intro wings. Well, I might, I'm, I'm going to put it on the show, but it is like really good. I think when I watched on USA, they, they used a different theme because I thought it was lame. Really? 
Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to find you a link for this one. It is, it's, I was really impressed. Season one or? I don't know. I just looked up Wings theme and I listened to it and I was like impressed. It's, it's, it's like heavily orchestrated well. If that makes any sense. All right. Well, maybe I'll get it. But you know, it's not as catchy as like, like Cheers or, you know, Greatest American Hero. It's just one of those things where I heard it and I was like, wow, this is a, a theme song for a sitcom. It's really done well. Oh, okay. All right. Well, look. Yeah. (laughs) Spotify that thing. (laughs) Okay. My next show. And I think it, for me, I, I, it's got its legs on its reruns, but, um, this one came out in 78 up until about 83. It's a show called taxi, um, which is basically about, well, taxi, right? It's, it's, uh, these guys are taxi drivers and, uh, you got Judd Hirsch who was really big at the time, Jeff Conway, Danny DeVito, um, who, you know, re- made it really big back in like the, the late eighties, early nineties and stuff. Mary Lou Henner, Tony Danza, who went on to do, um, Oh, what's that show he did with Alyssa Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy Kaufman, uh, the great Christopher Lloyd, um, Great cast, super funny, super funny. Um, Jim Ignatowski, who was like this uh, Reverend Jim, yeah, Reverend Jim, who was like this hippie turned uh, taxi driver, and uh, it's just f- such a freaking fantastic show. And the sitcoms back then, I, I think it's just different today, but it's it's they're funny. You know, I can I, I found some like old shows on on YouTube, and holy smoke, they're just some scenes are just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it was a great show. I mean. You just read off the list of talent that was on it, but Danny DeVito was hilarious. He was so dislikable. Yeah. Was so funny. You wanted, you love um, to hate that guy. Oh, uh, what was it? Louie, right? Louie. <laughs> Louie. He was in the cage all the time. Yeah, Louie um, De Palma. <laughs> but the, uh, there's this one scene, I don't know why it's on YouTube all the time, but I, it always pops up on my like homepage. But it's uh, Jim, Reverend Jim's taking his driver's test. Oh, like, I just uploaded that on Facebook. Oh, is that's probably why you saw it. Where he's whispering, "What's a yellow light mean?" Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy yells, "Slow he down!" Slow down. He goes, "What? Uh, yeah." <laughs> and he keeps going, "Slow down!" And he just keeps <laughs> saying it slower. <laughs> what does a yellow light mean? Slow down. Okay. What? <laughs> Mary Lou Henner was gorgeous back then. Oh, my goodness. Like, as a redhead, she stood out. Yeah. And then you had uh, Latka. Yeah. 
Andy Kaufman did a great job. Um, it was only on NBC for one year. It's last year, and it was on uh, right after Cheers. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So this is this is what a thir- an early Thursday, uh, 1982 Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Cheers, 9.30 Taxi, 10 o'clock Hill Street Blues. Wow. Right? That is must-see TV right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But Taxi is just one of the classics. Oh, sure. Uh, and Taxi, in a way, is kind of like, for me, it reminds me of Archie Bunker because it's unapologetic. You know, yeah. like as rude and crude as Louie was. Right. Anyway, he was still like he was Archie Bunk- Bunker-esque. It's like you should have liked this guy. Yeah. But he's funny and it just – there's something about him that you can, is kind of irresistible. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they to have it take place in a taxi company stand or whatever – um, I, do you remember there was one episode where they all told stories from the one cab they drove? Oh, well, you know, I vaguely remember that episode. Yeah. That oh, because they had like a special meaning to all of them, right? Right. I think they were like junking the cab or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was just great. I mean, Reverend Jim was just one of the best characters to this day. <laughs> he turned out to be Doc Brown. That's right. One of the other best characters to this day. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. And my final one, Boom. which when thinking about theme songs, this is one of the most hippy dippy theme songs ever. <laughs> hippy um, dippy. But it makes sense because the what's your calls were hippy dippy. The the leads were hippy dippy. Yeah. Or they were the character was supposed to be. It was uh, Family Ties. Oh, that's a great show. Family Ties for me in the eighties was my absolute favorite show. Right. I loved Family Ties. They could, it could do no wrong. Mallory. Alex, uh, the blonde one, <laughs> Jennifer, <Hey. laughs> the blonde one. Yeah, I could do uh, without her. And she, you know, and they tried to make Tina the others' yeah. character matter. Who didn't okay. do a good job of it? Um, yeah, but some great storytelling, and and obviously, obviously, that show was carried by Michael J. Fox. Oh sure. You know, and that show would not last as long, and, and not take away from the the other actors, but. He was the star. He was the charisma in that show, and they realized that early because a lot of the, a lot of the episodes would focus around him. I mean, even his list of girlfriends: Tracy Pollan, who he eventually marries mm-hmm. in real life, um, Daphne Zuniga, and Courtney Cox were like her his three main girlfriends in that show. Wow! And you had such a Reagan Republican, like he was unapologetically uh, conservative. He was being raised by hippie, former hippie parents. Right. Uh, it was, did the dad work for PBS? <laughs> I don't remember. I think the dad worked for PBS. Um, and I forgot the mom did. Was she an architect or something? Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, one of the best episodes, the two episodes I remember of Family Times that stick out. Uh, one was when Tom Hanks was on as their uncle, as Matt Faxaburdy's brother. Oh, yeah. That was and a great episode. He, he was, was an, an alcoholic. alcoholic. Right? Yeah. Right. And like he had drank everything in the house and Alex is up studying late one night, it was like three in the morning. He comes down to the kitchen and the uncle's up and he goes down there. He's like in the kitchen looking through everything and he finds a bottle of vanilla extract. And this is when Alex, two things happen and Alex like, oh, he might have a problem. First of all, he downs the bottle of vanilla extract because apparently there's alcohol in that mm-hmm. vanilla extract. 
And secondly, he yells at Alex. And I was like, you've never spoken to me like that before. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I think Uncle So-and-so is an alcoholic. (laughs) So that was like a very special episode. And then there was a... um, um, an episode where it was like a two-parter and it, the first part was like a regular episode of Family Ties and his his best friend's in it. You know, it's one of those things, a guy you never met, never saw on the show before, but he's like his best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they play up that they're like best friends. And he winds up dying in a car accident. And the next half hour was, it was almost like a one-man play where uh, Alex P. Keaton played by um, Michael J. Fox was in this dark room and I guess you're supposed to think he's talking to a psychiatrist or something, but he's going through this, this whole emotional thing about his friend dying and he was supposed to be in the car with him and he wasn't. So he's got survivor's guilt and he's got all this other stuff going on. And it was like a really, for me, it was like a really strange episode, uh, especially at that age. Cause I didn't know what the heck I was watching. Right. Um, but it, it really resonated with me. It stuck with me. I'm like, Oh, this, and it really shows you Michael J. Chops. Michael J. Fox's chops as an actor. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing he did that show, you know, while he was doing Back to the Future at the same time. Yeah, he worked during the day on Facts of Life, and then, not Facts of Life, Family Ties. <laughs> and then you do um, Back to the Future. Yeah, and that's before rock stars and <laughs> energy drinks. Yeah, all right. Just, uh, yeah, but not before cocaine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he used cocaine. Right. Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> but Family Ties, I'm sure you watched and enjoyed Family Ties, right? Oh, man. It, again, it's must-see TV. You know, it's it's. I think it's one of those episodes that everyone knew and was glued to, and everyone was in love with Michael J. Fox. Um, but they did the same thing that a lot of the other shows did. They introduced a little kid on the show. Do you remember? The little brother? Little brother? Yeah. You don't remember the little brother? Oh, yes. yes I remember now. The little bowl Andy. cut. Andy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I just remember this one. He like he taught him. Uh, Alex taught him to say Alex is king or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. But yeah. All right. So all right. Uh, do you have any more shows? None. Okay. Let me ask you this then. Go. In all of the eighties, must see TV. What's your absolute absolute favorite show? Oh man. <sighs> Of the 80s, you said, right? Of uh, the must TV Thursday night shows, yes. Okay. I'd probably say Cheers. Yeah, it's hard to say anything else besides Cheers, right? Cosby Show. I did enjoy Family Ties, though. For me, I would say it's a toss-up between Cheers and Family Ties. Yeah, oh, they were both excellent at the time. Like, I could miss an episode of Cosby and I'd feel okay about it. <laughs> but missing an episode of Cheers or Family Ties, I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, man, awesome. I mean, what's? Do you watch Thursday night TV now? I don't even know what's on. Well, the good place is on Thursday. Oh, okay. There was a few years there where where NBC had no comedies on, like for the first time in like thirty years or something. They had no comedies on Thursday night, but now they brought it back. They have a, a good place, the good place, and some other shows I don't watch. Hmm. Um, the Superstore Show. Don't know. And some of the shows I don't watch, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they had shows like 30 Rock. I think that was on Thursday. And, um, oh, man, I'm trying to blank on it. Because they had some 
Oh, like Parks and Rec and uh, The Office, obviously, was a Thursday night show. Um, but, yeah, but know. I don't think it had that same, like, block of time where you would start at 8 all the way up till 10 and you'd be right, and glued to one channel. channel. Yeah, Right, right. Yeah, because I don't think The Office was surrounded by shows that were that funny, right? Well, I, no, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't pick up The Office until it, I saw it on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, I only caught I the last... That. I don't know, two or three seasons when it was live on NBC. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I remember Jesus office. Like I remember my brother told me about that show and I remember watching the first episode and it just didn't really hit me. And my brother said, no, 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 just keep watching. Just, just get through it. And then I, I, I got it. I got it. And it's been <laughs> since. Oh man, I got it. I got it hard. You got it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna isolate that whole part. And I'm gonna yes. put it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love The Office. That's a brilliant show. It really is. Yeah, it's one of those shows where if you watch it again, there are just some things like, oh my god, I didn't, I didn't catch it the first time around. It just makes me giggle. I don't know if you ever watched it, but Thirty Rock is funny too. No, I know, no, that's I, I that's on Netflix now too. Yeah, 30 Rock and Parks and Rec. Um, Parks and Rec, that's a great show also. Oh, you watch that? Okay. Yeah. That one that one grew on me as well. My my sister and my sister-in-law at Thanksgiving, unsolicited, this this past Thanksgiving, said they hate The Office, wow. don't get Parks and Rec. It's like they're shooting arrows in my heart. <laughs> oh. like, what are you doing? Wow. Oh, it's just not funny. I'm like, what? Yeah. You're not funny. <laughs> yeah. I literally looked at him like, I don't even know how to talk to you now. Like, I don't. Oh, it's so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't get people that don't get it. Right. I hear you. Okay. Anything else? No, it was. It was oh, Scrubs, I think, it was on the same time as The Office. Too. I like Scrubs. Um, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. Good times. Well, you know, I think what's 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 really apparent, like again, because you and I don't really know what's on Thursday night TV, is is you know streaming services. I would say takes up a bulk of my my TV time if I'm watching television. Eh, I'm on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or you know, soon to be Disney Plus. Is that what they're calling it? Um, I, I think I'm gravitating more towards those kind of shows. Binge watching is just a thing. You know, to watch a show and then watch it again and, and over and over and over instead of waiting, you know, a week for a new show or like, my goodness, Walking Dead, you got to wait like months to just get to the second half of the season. So. Right. And I think that's one of the downfalls of the binge watching, binge watching thing is you'll watch a season. They got to wait a whole year, <laughs> you know, yeah. now DC streaming, DC Universe is doing they're rolling out Titans one a week. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm okay with that because it's not such a great show anyway. But <laughs> um, yeah, every Friday they, they'll release a new episode. And I think that's not bad. I don't. I, I think that's a good Amazon idea. Do it like that too. I, I don't know. I think one of those did. Um, yeah, one of them does that like that. But I just binge watched over the past weekend. Oh, I, I don't even know. That's the thing, though. I'm binging these things. I forget about them. <laughs> um, the new season of Narcos, I think I did. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got one thank you here. Or not thank you. What am I talking about? One new uh, follower over on Instagram, JF Turcott. He is a CTO of SwatSpot. We mentioned their app a few weeks ago, I think, or a week or two ago. So, yeah, thank you for following us. 
And we can be found on Anchor, Nerdemy, Instagram, Nerdemy, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Nerdemy Podcast. Uh, oh, Swap Spot, <laughs> Nerdemy <laughs> Podcast. Uh, rate and view, review, please, on iTunes if you can. And uh, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, yeah. Our last November show. Wow. We got some, we got some good ones coming up for December, right? Absolutely, sir. All right. We're ready. Okay. Till next time. Martha. Peace. Peace. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs>